that too. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, the Lakers are making a move, man. They're making a move strong. Yes, they are. And I am the Champ, and if we ever play wiffle ball again, I'm swinging 3-0. I don't care what the score is. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, yes, we will. Yeah. Uh, about... Uh, all right, I'm not going to ask any follow-up questions because we'll get into that. We'll get into that. All right. that three zero. So you, you were on vacation last week uh, out to the, to the the West Coast or the Midwest, I guess Mountain West. Midwest, yeah. yeah. Out out in Salt Lake City. Um, spent a night in Salt Lake City and then went down to Zion National Park and Bryce Canyon National Park. And uh, you know, it, it it's great in the West. Um, just seeing things you don't see around here. I'm not sure I could live out there. But uh, the, the landscaping was spectacular. Yeah, I mean, the mountains out there are freaking mountains. Like, <laughs> those things are giant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, w- I, would, I couldn't see you living in Utah because I think every bar only serves like 1.2%. Like, <laughs> Well, it's funny you should say that because when we get into the beer review, I was actually going to, to tell you, um, and we'll talk about that, um, about my visit to Epic Brewing. So I have a beer for you to try. Is it from Utah? Y- yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's get into baseball news first. Okay. okay. I don't know if you know, but uh, the no-hitter streak is still going on. So we had, to, we had two no-hitters again. Spencer Turnbull and Cor- Corey Kluber uh, throw no-hitters. No so that's the fifth and sixth of the season. Um is this is this like getting to the point like oh my gosh another no hitter like are you at that point yet? It, it is highly surprising that there are so many no hitters and, and well the funny part was I didn't know about Spencer Turnbull's no hitter until the the next day and, and well into the next day and in fact do you know anything about Spencer Turnbull? Nothing. Okay, I, I just want to let you because I actually have him. On my NFBC team, so I drafted him as one of my 50 players. And fortunately, this year, unlike Alex Mills last year, I actually did have him activated. Oh, so I okay. got the benefit of a no hitter. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and I don't mean to be nitpicky, but can we change the pronoun because it's our we? I have a I have a play in this. You you do. You have a 14 percent right. ownership right. in my yep. fifth place team right now, <laughs> and that makes me feel good. Yeah. Once again, I'm, 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 I am bathing in mediocrity. <laughs> we are. Excuse me. We are. Yeah. Now it's we. No. Um, so if I really wanted to be correct, I'd say they are. <laughs> so uh, we looked it up. So the most no hitters in a year. Uh, what would you guess? What would you guess the most no hitters in a year? I'm saying we're pretty close to that number. We've got to be close to it. Yeah. So it's seven. Okay. Ninety, ninety-one, wow. and two thousand twelve. So wow, I think the ninety and nine or ninety one year wasn't there, weren't there two of them in one night? Didn't Fernando and Dennis Martinez throw 
no hitters in on in one night, the same night. Uh, you you could be right. I I don't recall that. Although Dennis Martinez is one of my favorite pitchers of all time. I don't know why. El Presidente. I always drafted him. Yeah, yeah, he was a good pitcher. Um, so the records, yeah, is, is seven. Um, I, wow. I, I, I would I would think aren't most no hitters? I I think I heard this somewhere are, are thrown in either the first month month and a half of the season or the mm-hmm. last month and a month and a half of the season. It's I guess. You don't have as many the occurrences during the summer months. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that means. This, this year is just kind of a crazy year again. Yeah. And, and, and this isn't including, you know, it's really six and what, 0.77 no-hitters this year because uh, of uh, um, Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning no-hitter. Oh, so that wasn't included in this six? No, okay. it was not. All right. Okay, yeah, because it's not official no-hitter. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. And I guess it was done in 2015 as well. All right. Um, yeah, I, 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 can, I can see the back end of the season where you're getting a lot of minor leaguers that are playing. I guess the front end of the season, the hitters just aren't ready, raring to go yet. I, I don't know what explains that. Yeah. So uh, then we had Yanoa, the, the pitcher for the Braves. Did you see this where he punched the wall or the bench? Yeah, yeah. Just, just just to let just to let listeners know, we are live and we do have someone. So right after we talk about uh, Oscar Yanoa, um, who's on um, Sam's team, yeah. um, we will we will move to him. Yeah, you know, um, how how do I say this? But the clash he had, um, he punched the wall and the wall won. Yeah, and he's going to miss two months. Wait, did you see what I did there? I did. I did. I okay. The All right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'll laugh when they're good. Oh, you didn't like that, huh? <laughs> Let's ask Sam. Hey, Sam, what do you think about that? That's an old reference to a Clash song. Um, I thought that was that, that was pretty crazy. I mean, I picked him up. It, I don't know, probably two, three weeks ago, and uh, you know he's. He's from the watch, actually, but uh, he's very up and down, and it's hard to predict. But but he's also very animated on the mound, which is also pretty cool, I think. Um, yeah, that, that that was interesting. I kind of like seeing that one so much, like I uh, character well. So he yeah he doesn't know who the Clash is. Yeah, that's that's okay. Um, yeah. Ask your dad about that particular song. Maybe he'll he'll play something from his old. Um, uh, A-track tapes or something. He's probably still riding around. And what, what kind of car did did Bob have when he was was it like a Green Hornet or some damn thing, some, some darn thing? You're 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 right about the color. It was a Tempest. Tempest. Yes. Darn. Pontiac Tempest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I think I rode in that a couple of times. Yeah. So I'm sorry we didn't have a proper lead-in. No. For our guest. No, we didn't. Um, so all right. Well, We'll come back to the baseball news. You want to you want to yeah. deal with Sam? All right. So we got Sam Kirk, owner of the Rebel Alliance. Um, actually, maybe the owner of the most uh, injured roster right now, too. Sam, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Roger. Uh, same thing to doing that as you guys as well. All right. Hey, are you on speaker? Um, no, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, they, they, you sound pretty good there. Um, okay. So. Yeah, let let let's let's deal with before we get into school. Let's deal with uh, your injuries because that's really more important right now. Um, <laughs> so you got Alonzo, 
DeJong, uh, Rilmuto, Listella, Corey Seager, Yanoa, uh, Velasquez is it, it, still trying to figure out what's going on with him. Sixto yeah, no. Sanchez uh, is in the minors, but he's still hurt. I mean, you, you're yeah. taking a beating, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what <laughs> like are you are you starting to become frustrated? Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting frustrated because I, I honestly like how my roster is playing out. And I, you know, I, I thought some of these guys, like Ozzy Albies and like Seager, were consistently, you know, getting a little more consistent at the plate throughout the year. And I think guys are getting a chance to fit. Just between, I think, how competitive with the fab is this year. Like, I, it definitely is more competitive than the last couple of years that I've been in this league. And, uh, you know, you've got to make sure you get some players when you need them. And, you know, you can't always control who, who you get. You need to have a ton of options, you know. And it, it, it's really interesting to see where you have to dig and find backup catchers and some guys that play every other day or maybe just twice a week that, you know, need a shot. But it, it's been tough. And, you know, i gotta, I got to figure it out somewhere or another. Yeah, I, I, I felt like this week, uh, Jamie and I were talking during the week after we saw um, Alonzo go on the DL that and, and Real Muto that it, last night was kind of a – like you needed to go in there and get people. Like did you feel like yeah. that's how you had to approach last night? Yeah, I mean I had a few transactions actually that still – I mean I think uh, – Josh ended up paying ten dollars for Kyle Freeland. I had a bid around eight, I think. Okay. But like, um, I also bidded for Josh Reddick too, um, but I did not get him. You know, I, I was just thinking, a guy who's been there before, he, he's taken the playoffs and he's hit yeah. and he's, yeah. you know, he's an older veteran who can catch fire. And you know, I think those are some of the guys that won this league in the past, and I've given it and some of the no names like that. And, my team, unfortunately, I did know that a lot of the guys, I mean, like, Seager's had problems, like, injury problems like that before, but it's think to see guys like Romuto and Alonzo, I mean, that's just huge growth to my team, and I really gave up a lot to have JT on my team this season. I mean, we talked about this last time I was on the podcast. Yeah. It, it thinks that, you know, that he is a guy that I can expect to see if, if he has an O for it, it's really surprising to see what I think for an O.C. my past. Like, it, it doesn't happen a lot. He's very consistent. And he's honest. I was at the Phillies game last night, by the way, to play Boston. And, uh, you know, I just don't think they have that life energy without him. I mean, he's true soul of the team and I think the core. Oh, yeah, they definitely miss him in that lineup. <laughs> yeah, because that lineup could stall pretty quickly without someone like him. Yeah. Um, so when you look at the standings, you're sitting at the, I mean, you, you hover around the mid sixties. Uh, you haven't dropped too much further than that. And you haven't gone no. too much further than that as well. Um, you, mm-hmm. You're pretty consistent with the batting and the pitching. Are you just trying to think like, all right, let, let me see if I can get healthy before I feel like I have to make a move. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these injuries, especially with like, JT, I mean, he was supposed to come back, I think, at the end of this week, but then he had another flare-up, and, you know, people have been, like, well, I don't know if we talked about Tommy Lestella, but he's also just got moved to the 60-day DL, and he was only supposed to be out for 
you know, maybe a week, week or two. And I really like Sam also. And one of the crazy stories this year has been Sam Fran and, you know, those, you know, making a uh, run at that out left. It was one of the best divisions of the league by far. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right about that. Um, uh, okay, so, yeah, and, and I'm looking at your team now, and, you know, if you get healthy, you're, you're in a pretty good spot. Your pitching's real solid. Um, you probably need to find some saves if if it's even a yeah. thing. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you're pitching solid, and, and you know, when, when your guys get healthy, yeah, I, I think you do have a really good lineup. I, I, I think you're probably going to – be in the top four at the very least for the whole year um is that something that that you that you think like all right if i get healthy and make a move then you know i i feel like i, I yeah you you could be in this thing like do you think you can win it i do think i could get close to that top i mean I, okay I, I think i was in second for a good span about in last month i was definitely in second at some point and yeah. i think Maybe for a week or a week and a half, I was definitely in the mix. But, you know, that, that, that scoreboard is someone about it. You just never really know what to expect. And, you know, some nights you, you just kind of see someone creep up. And I think that's one of the things I love about it. But as well, you know, I think you just need some, weight, some things to break your way at this point. And uh, some of my staff pickups, I, I need them to have playing time. And I need them, you know, to contribute, you know, just. Yeah, that, that's a good phrase. You need something to break your way. And, um, yeah, yeah that, that's a good phrase. And I feel like Tyler Naquin had broke your way. I, I feel like that was a really good pickup in the, in the, in the fab. And, uh, um, you know, Albies looks like he's starting to come out of it a little bit. Bias is, is still striking out, but he's really productive. <laughs> he's, yeah. Yeah. He's stealing bases, knocking in runs. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think your team's pretty solid and, and uh, yeah, you, Bryant's been unbelievable too. By the way, I just yeah. to give them a shout out. There was a lot of doubt heading into this year, and you know, watching him hit the ball is a lot more consistent. He he's got a lot of power that swing, and I think I don't know. I haven't really seen him have a season like this before. Where he's consistently hitting the ball, you know, everywhere and powerfully. Yeah. So uh, w- with the Fab this week, uh, I'm looking at you. So you picked up Corbin Martin. Uh, starting pitcher for the Diamondbacks. You picked up Sosa, the shortstop, right? That seemed to be a natural pickup with the Jong out. Uh, yeah. Picked up Fargus in center field, um, which he's going to get some playing time with Pilar out now. And and Conforto and uh, that's right. Conf- banged up. I know that. Uh, I mean that mess outfield. They rotate a lot either way, so. Maybe somebody like that could bring a spark to the lineup and maybe hit in the top of the order if they're that depleted. I mean, I saw some of those guys, like, they had a depleted roster going on and they played the parade. It was last night. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and they got Nimmo out. I think he's still out. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they, they're going to need players to, to fill in some spots. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, so you, you, you seem like you're in a good spot and they get healthy and – uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe you make a run for it. So, yeah. one, one of the questions that we had for you is your dad seems to have a disdain, a disdain <laughs> for CBS website. Do you have the same 
thoughts or are you, you know, what, what do you think, think about our website? You know, I do think there are a lot of positives to it. What I like is the definitely the player news and like easy access to how they organize you getting the players, like the news on the players that you need. And uh, definitely I like the scouting and how you can add players. And I think there's, the things he complains about definitely, I think, you know, flaws in the website considering like the price you have to pay compared to the SP, say ESPN or another outlet. But yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the scoreboard definitely is a little interesting. But you know, I think I don't know. I, I don't think it's worth changing at this point. I think it's just kind of you know how it is. I like the uh, so do do you ever just tell them just to chillax over that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait for tomorrow. Like, just chillax, like, man. <laughs> he like freaked out when he like uh, dropped some turkey on it. I'm like, yeah, what, for, like three hours. <laughs> All right, Jamie, what, what do you got for our guest? <laughs> well, you know, just to transition there, Sam, I, I would think that your dad would have less to complain about now that you and Sean are out of the house, but I guess he's looking for something, so he must be driving <laughs> your mom a little bit crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, um, you, I think you brought up a really good point, uh, Sam, about fab and just how difficult it is. And, you know, adding, you know, more more owners to the league, you used to be able to get decent um, players in, in fab. Now you got to look two to three weeks ahead of time, bid more money than, than you might want. And, like, for instance, you know, with, with Vargas, I, I, I guess you're just hoping he gets playing time for the next week or so, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you're just trying to find fillers and gaps, basically, in how long my guys are going to miss time and how long some of these rosters also have injuries. I mean, Seems like a lot of them will be right now, definitely injured or has been injured, which is rough to see. You don't want to see it, but you know it's part of the game. And I think you you brought um, um, I actually bid on both Sosa and Martin. Obviously, you you outbid me, but I think Sosa is as a natural pickup for you now that you have because he'll he'll be playing full time until the young comes back to the Cardinals. Yeah, I definitely like. I, I wanted to ask you about him, but. Um, I definitely like how he's a little bit younger, too, as well. And I do believe I used to actually – I had a lot of bad spots this year, so I did use a foul on him, you know, just in case. He's on a good roster, and if he has a good season doing the ball and, you know, scoring a lot of runs and getting timely hits, you never know. You know, he might find a spot in the team next year and, you know, be a guy that definitely rotate in the outfield. I, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about – not in the outfield, but definitely rotate in the infield. I, I, I think at all, but I, I think he's a nice villain because you don't want to take zeros, which we're going to talk later in Fab about how mm-hmm. I took a zero this week in some of those uh, positions. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it is a nice pickup, and I think Roger did a nice job in talking about the the injuries that you've had, which have been just um, you've probably been hit a little bit harder than most, and maybe we're just getting those out of the way. So um, you know, keep keep plugging away. Um, at this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I just need to be, you know, aggressive with my spot money. And I don't think waiting and hoping that there's a player traded to the NL is, you know, going to vote well for me considering five then. I think I'll have, you know, most of my players, hopefully all my players back. So, 
aggressive down to half depth just in case these guys take a little longer to rehab. I think it's the way to go. Okay. All right. That's fair. Hey, one of the things that we did, Sam, is that we asked um, we asked the owners um, to send in any kind of questions they had for you. Um, Raj, do you want to ask those questions or do you want me to do that? Yeah, I got it. All right. So okay. here's the first one, um, Sam. If you had to pick one, would you choose free tuition at PSU or Bush League title? <laughs> I think I don't know. That's, I think I'm picking the title. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Can I ask a follow-up question? Do you, yeah. do you still have it? And you don't have to answer this. It might be more rhetorical. Hopefully, you still have the crown. <laughs> I do still have a little bit of the crown. Okay, good. <laughs> so the the other thing that Jamie and I do, as I'm sure you know, because you're an avid listener. Anyway, uh, we do the Johnny <laughs> we do the Johnny Cueto watch each week. Yeah. Uh, of course, oh, yeah. you are the true owner of Johnny Cueto. Although, the, is the, he? <laughs> did you know you're the owner of Johnny Cueto? Right, you know. Yeah. Okay, but. Um, Bob Freeze had at times throughout the draft for six hours thought he was trying to get Johnny Cueto. Um, has yeah, Bob no. approached you for about a trade for Cueto at all or no? No, I, I was kind of wondering about that. I was about to float him out to you when you were uh, talking about Diaz. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> and, uh, um, but no, I didn't hear anything. But it's actually, it's, it's a shame he got hurt, I think, right after he had. He was at least two to three stars to start off the year when he was pitching deep in the game, striking guys out, and, you know, San Fran was winning, and they still are, and I think, you know, teams that win a lot of wins are hard to come by when it comes to pitching, and I think it's probably one of the most important categories. You know, you can always find a guy that has a decent ERA, but some of those guys, I mean, Chris Pack is here, well, probably like 70 pitches by the fourth inning, you know, he only has one run, but he's not going to get the win, and he's not going to get three, five innings, you know, so I think that's also really important. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think Cueto is probably your worst starting, well, other than Drew Smiley, but, I mean, Cueto's got a three three four ERA, a one two four whip, and he's got three wins, so um, he's yeah. doing pretty well. The, the other question I had regarding Cueto is, during that reserve round, did you feel like at any point that you're thinking, like, I thought I drafted Cueto. Did you actually look and think, like, maybe I didn't draft Cueto? I don't know. I was just kind of thinking that, uh, you know, a lot of people, no one was really talking about the Giants. And, uh, you know, somebody asked like, and, uh, you know, I feel like they've had a uh, good year. And, you know, sometimes the older players rally around, you know, a youth and just a team fighting that, you know, doesn't really – don't really expect them to be fighting, especially in that division. I mean, that, that playing the Dodgers, the playing Dodgers, and the Padres, like, I mean, that, that, that's brutal for them. And the fact that they're doing that well is just unbelievable for the Giants. Yeah, no, you're right. And then, uh, and then lastly, you're finishing up your freshman year. Um, are you, are you home yet? Yeah, I am home. Okay. Uh, are you guys going back full time next year or, or is that still up in the air? Yeah, no, I'll be full-time next year. I'm heading back, I think, August 17th. Okay, all right, good. So it, it'll be back to somewhat normal as far as you Yeah, know? I, have like, I think like four of my classes are in person and one's not. Okay, so that's good. That feels pretty good. Normal, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you, 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 did you enjoy it up there? 
yeah, no. Um, definitely, I feel like the second semester with the restrictions got a little bit less. It was it was a blast, and I'm, I'm excited to go back. But yeah, definitely, I I feel like I got a great experience, and I definitely don't have any regrets in my college decision for sure. Okay, and then uh, they opened it up for football tickets for you guys. Yeah, we've. Uh, I think next week there's like a lottery that we're gonna have to go through. Yep. So yeah. It should so, be pretty see, easy if you log on and do your thing. But at yeah. Pitt, at I mean, Pitt there's no lottery. You just show up. Yeah, it pretty just, much. They just give you a number and it's random. Just come on in. Yep. <laughs> Plenty of seats left. Um, all right, cool, man. I'm I'm glad it worked out for you. Um, you, you got a job for the summer? Uh, and now I sound um, like actually, your dad. Yeah, I'm actually working in a Panera right now. Okay. Oh, Panera. All right. Yeah. Are you a barista? Hey, hey, no, I'm just making sandwiches and salads. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing too uh, demanding. Nice. Hey, Sam. I just have one question for you, and I appreciate you coming on um, to today. Yeah, um, no, that's okay. Uh, I changed the times. That's all right. I, I change sometimes on, on you, so I appreciate you being flexible. Um, you said you're going back to Penn State on August 17th. Um, yes. Just for the listeners, I want you to make a prediction where you'll oh, where your team will be um, on August 17th when you're going back. Huh. I'm going to say third. Third place. All right. We're going to put it. I'm writing it in the show notes right now. And we're gonna we're gonna follow back up on that. Uh, I want to be able to go. I want to be able to go back there when I where I could go on a run and really be invested and just you know hang out in Happy Valley and watch you know the end of the season conclude. Yeah, no, I I know that because the, the, you you want your team invested, not just yeah. to, to listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Sam. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, enjoy your summer. And uh, we'll have you on after the All-Star break. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Always, always love being on. Uh, good luck, man. Both of your teams uh, as well. And, uh, best man will win, I guess. <laughs> all right, yeah, buddy. all right. Thanks, Sam. We'll see you down all the road. Right, see you guys. Yep. Okay, Jay. Uh, yeah, that was good. And, you know, when I when I was looking ahead of his team, his pitching is pretty solid other than he, he's pretty – he doesn't have any saves. Um and, and when he gets healthy, he's, he's got a pretty good offensive roster. Well, you, you know, you, you hit on that point, and that's really good. And I, I want to say that injuries are up. We, we, we kind of talked about that last week. You know, I, I, I've got the injury bug, too. And I'm thinking that if you can just make it through um, a couple weeks without any significant injuries to, to, to key players, um, a lot of people are going to be making a move, and we'll be talking about that. But, yeah, I, I, I think he's he's – Still in a position, you know, being in fourth place, he's not that far behind at this point and made some fab moves um, last night to help bolster his, uh, his his roster. Yeah, and he's been consistent. He hasn't dropped too far. He hasn't climbed too far. But, you know, um, yeah, if he's close, then then you're in a position to make moves. And that, that, that's, yep. that, that's, that's where you want to be. Um, all right, let's go back to baseball news. Uh, Willie Adamas gets traded to the Brewers yesterday. Uh, Tampa Bay trades him for two relievers. Uh, I guess the Brewers can't figure out who'd play shortstop because they traded Arcia, and then they give it to Urias. Urias makes an error every other day. Then they need to make a move in for Willie Adamas, which um, seems to be a little soon for um, for the 
raise. I don't know if their their shortstop's ready to come up, but uh, you know, what? Any thoughts on Adamas? Um, good defensive. Yeah, shortstop, really good. Um, he was kind of blocking the way for their um, for the Rays superstar prospect Wander Franco. Um, you know, who's supposed to be all world. Um, we'll see. You're right. If I were the Rays, I probably would wait a little bit. But you know, they they got to the World Series, and I'm struggling in fifth, so or sixth. So obviously, they they know what they're doing. Um, I, I did think it was early for the Brewers to kind of give up on Urias already, didn't you think? Because they just got, like you said, they got rid of uh, Orlando Garcia um, back in April. Yeah, yeah. Unless they were just, you know, I'm, he's played there a couple years, so they know a little bit about him. So. Maybe they were just thinking like, "Hey, this isn't working. We we got If we're gonna stay in this, we gotta make a move now. Otherwise, because they're not hitting the baseball. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think they were hitting two seventeen as a team at that point. And, and, and you know, selfishly, that hurts me because one of the um, teams that Trevor Story was rumored to be going to oh, was okay. uh, was the Brewers. So my hope is that when he's traded now, it's going to be the Reds. So he stays in the Central, but. You know, I would think it's still going to be uh, the Yankees would still be the the, the favorite. Uh, maybe they maybe they'll they'll package Adames with for Story. I mean, he's a, he's serviceable shortstop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're still in the running for him. Um, but 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 you and I did a text yesterday, and we thought it was going to be the Willie Adames sweepstakes in Fab. Yeah, so it was. We, we, yep. Yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah we'll definitely get into that. Uh, then we got your man Tony Larusa. Uh, in the in the news again, uh, controversy of uh, Mercedes uh, swinging on a 3-0 pitch. Uh, let me give you my thoughts on Mercedes in this situation, and then you give me your thoughts. Um, okay. How Larusa, you know, came out with it, I completely disagree. Coming out in public with it, but Mercedes is up in a in a game that's over. I think it was the Twins are pitching yes. a position player who's literally just eating up time. He Mercedes had the take sign on and he puts one 429 over the left field wall. And I think like BFD man, like you hit it off a position player, you had the take sign on, like just take the pitch. He he you know, you're going to get a cut. It's going to be the same pitch. And don't act like you just like it's a big deal. It's to me, it's to me like he shouldn't have swung at the pitch. Number one, he had a take sign on. So, I mean, but how LaRusa came out with it, yeah, that was kind of Bush League. So that's where I stand with this situation here. Well, um, first of all, um, I, I am completely impressed by your mean Mercedes because Willens Astadio was thrown. Have you seen Astadio? Um, before? No. He's kind of like, uh, okay. Um, he was throwing, he threw a, I guess, I'm not even sure you can call it a fastball. The, the pitch was clocked at 46 miles an hour, right? Yeah. So can, can you imagine, that's like hitting a ball off a tee and hitting it 420 feet. I mean, that's, okay. that's, <laughs> that's amazing in itself, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, all right. I get that part. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay. <laughs> but but I, I would have to agree with you. If, if it was a take sign, yeah, okay. Talk to him privately. Just just the way Larusa handled this. Yeah. And just, it, it, it's funny it, it, if you saw, you know, Tim Anderson, um, um, Lance Lynn, they all kind of supported Mercedes. And there was a tweet by Trevor Bauer, and Trevor Bauer 
was saying, hey, if you hit a home run off of me on a 3-0 pitch, I'm not going to get mad at you. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, I think Larissa blew this up, and yeah. the fact that he didn't defend his player when he got hit the next day or saying, I don't know, it, it just there, – there's a lot of – there's a lot of trouble there. Um, I know the White Sox are in first place, but there's a lot of there's a lot of um, discord in, in in that White Sox dugout, which people were concerned about. Yeah, and I and I get I yeah I get what you're saying, and I think there's some dysfunction in there, probably in that locker room. Um, yeah, I feel like Larusa could have went to him and said, "Hey, don't do that again," and you're probably going to get hit tomorrow, and just take it and we'll move on. I don't want any brawls yeah. or anything. You know what I mean? Like, you, you yeah. say that to a kid. Like, you had your moment. You you smacked it into the upper deck, but you're going to get hit tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> and it, that's the way you handle it. You need to yeah. understand that. Yeah, next time you'll take the 3-0 pitch. If you hit a home run on 3-2, like, what, what's anybody going to do to you? Right? It's not uh, like well, he's going to sneak a fastball by you. It, it, it's all these, quote, unwritten rules that, you know, maybe Tony La Russa can write a book uh, about written rules. <laughs> You know, and put them put them all down so that everybody knows, and we can start with, you know, <laughs> Fernando Tatis. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I get with Larusa. I, I you know, it, I don't think he's going to last there long. I think these guys are are tired of him already, and it's been yes. two months. It it kind of reminds me of Larry Brown, like the basketball coach. And that's okay, why that's that, a great person. Yeah, he. That's why he coached at so many different spots, because people couldn't deal with him after about four years. <laughs> they were like tired of him, and and that's what I think. The Rusa has. That's what he's become. Um, but yeah, you know, I I I I don't know. You know, the other side of it is maybe Tim Anderson and Lance Lynn understand that. I know you always make fun of like Larusa thinks he invented baseball, and he is he does come across like that. But maybe Tim Anderson and Mercedes and Lance Lynn need to understand that, like, hey, maybe this guy knows what he's doing. He's won a thousand baseball games. He's he's won a World Series in both leagues. He's won a numerous division titles. Maybe he knows what the hell he's talking about. So, well, I, I, I guess I question what was what was management's decision um, behind hiring him. You know, certainly he is a Hall of Fame manager. Yeah. But he's been out of baseball for ten years, and, and they specifically asked him, "Hey, baseball has changed in these ten years. You know." Can you keep up with with the times? And, and you know, part of me thinks, isn't Jerry Reinsdorf still the owner of? I think he is of the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. Because didn't he hire Larusa back in the was it seventies, early eighties? Because he, he was there. Uh, he was a manager there, right? He was their first. He was that was his first job, and they won a division. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. uh, and, and the, the funny part was is Rich Renteria, Rick Renteria, who was the the, the manager before Larusa, yeah. actually got. Um, votes for manager of the year last year. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see this. It, like, like you said, it's, it's going to be a one and done, I think for him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause on they, both parts. Yeah. They, uh, the Larusa, the, the players aren't going to deal with him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, it'd be interesting to see if he can kind of manage his way out of, you know, right now he's just got to manage the locker room. <laughs> right. I mean, they're playing pretty well. Yeah. They can hit the baseball and they got good pitching. So right now he's just got to manage the locker room. Um, well, honestly, with the Twins tanking very oh, badly, which yeah. they're, they're probably the you know the biggest disappointment this year. Uh, I mean, by by All Star break, the the uh, White Sox could have this thing wrapped up. Yeah, that yeah, they're bad. Holy smokes! 
Yeah, I don't even follow the American League, and I realize how bad they are. Um, yeah, yeah. Speaking about bad, we'll jump into the National League East because that's a train Ooh. wreck, the National League East. Um, yes. It's a disaster. The Mets were in first place, and they still might be in first place now. Um, it changes every three days. Um, the, you don't follow a lot of a lot of the NL East unless they're playing the Cardinals. But I can tell you, right now the Mets are a game and a half ahead of the Phillies, and the Phillies are one game under 500. Yeah. So uh, the the first to last is two and a half games, and the Mets are 21 and 19. Isn't it? In, I find it interesting that before the season began, we all thought that the NL East was going to be, including myself, thought the NL East was going to be the strongest division. But you look at it, and it's like, hmm. Maybe there's so many injuries. I mean, did you want me to talk about? But I mean, look at look at the Mets roster yeah, right now. Okay. You know, at first base, Alonzo's injured. Their second baseman, Jeff McNeil, he's injured. Third baseman, J.D. Davis, he's injured. You know, uh, Lindor, who they paid three hundred million, is playing. Um, I guess he's starting to, to to come back a little bit, which you would expect, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it- yeah. And Dom Smith, the left fielder, hasn't produced. Like they, and he really needs to produce right, right, right now. Um, but Brandon Nemo, um, center fielder, Conforto, Pilar, I mean, all these guys. Uh, Albert, uh, Albert Omora is, yeah. is on the um, injured list. Just well, and then we get into the pitchers like uh, Degrom and Taiwan Walker are also on the IL. So they're just kind of uh, trying to hold serve at this point. Yeah, and they're. they're- I still think Atlanta's the best team in the division. I, I don't know what their issue is. Um, but, yeah, the, the even when they were healthy, they weren't – those guys weren't producing. I think McNeil was still hitting under 200. And that guy – Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how much of it was because of, the, the you know, the stop and start. The You know, there was the COVID outbreck with the Nationals. So, oh, the Mets yeah. didn't play, was it, for the first – Four yeah. or five days, yep. and then once they did start to play, they they had seemed like they had a rain out every third day or something like that. So it's it's been an uneven start for them. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and as far as the Phillies, uh, they, they, this is what you're going to see all year. The, they'll creep up to two, three games above 500, then they'll drop down into 500, one or two below, then they'll creep back up. They they have some injuries too, but um, I, I they just don't have the hitting. And other than their three, they got three pitchers, and then it falls off pretty quickly. Are they going to make the playoffs? No. Because, you know, they've gone the longest in, in Major League Baseball, without, excuse me, in the National League without making the playoffs. No, they're not going to make the playoffs. Oof. Okay. I, I, don't, wow. I don't even think it's going to be close. Yikes. I mean, like if the Giants play 500 the rest of the year, they're going to be better than the Phillies. Like, okay. Right? All you have to play well, is 500. Well, it's – isn't that something with Gabe Kapler at the helm? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Giants are 10 games over. Yeah. If they play 500 baseball, the, the Phillies won't be 10 games over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. I think all these division teams are going to come out. These playoff teams are going to come out of the West. The Cardinals is, uh, I, I don't even know what, what the playoff system is this year. Is it, is it a regular? Pre-COVID uh, I, I, yeah, it, it is three division winner and then two wild cards who play essentially a playing game, right? A, a one-game playoff. Yeah. So if the Giants play five hundred, 
They'll be 10 games over. Uh, they might compete with the Cubs for that sec, you know, the, the wild card. And then the Dodgers or the Padres will be the other wild card. Yep. I, I agree. And that'll be it. And then whoever limps into the division title in the East will be the other playoff team. <laughs> that'll be it. Yeah. And actually, Washington's playing a little better now. I think it's some pitching. I mean, all you have to do is win five out of six, and you're going to be in first place. And that division. Yeah, you're right. Right? All right. And then uh, lastly, in baseball news, um, Rennie Stennett passed away this week. Uh, you remember Rennie Stennett? I do. I, I guess what I remember is I still think he's the only player to go seven for seven in a, in a major league baseball game, right? Yeah, seven for seven in September of '75, and he was part of that uh, first all black Latino starting lineup in 1971 for the Pirates. Oh, right, right. Yep. Okay. Uh, Rennie Stennett was a really good hitter. In fact, he w- he broke his leg in '77, I think, and. He would have won the batting title, but he didn't qualify. He didn't have enough at bats. I think he okay. hit three thirty six or something. So, yeah, he was a pretty good hitter, just like every other guy on that team. Um, yeah, and I think he played a couple years with the Giants, and then you know, kind of retired from there. But yeah, he was a really good. He was a really good player, Rennie Stennett. Yeah, he was. Yeah, from Panama. Um, all right. So let's let's get into the standings review. Um, if we're looking at overall, we still got the Sewer Hawks uh, with a pretty comfortable lead, eight eight well seven and a half points over the Lakers, who are make, making they just make a huge move the past hey, three did, weeks. Did, did you notice though, um, uh, intro week, if you will, the the Hawks actually dropped down into second place, and I think the uh, Statmen were were actually. Um, in, in first for a little bit during during the middle of the week. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah, the Statman had a weird week. I mean, they, they started off strong and then and then dropped off, and they, they dropped in some points. Um, so you got the, the Sewer Hawks at 78, uh, uh, the Lakers with 70 and a half, the Statman at 69, and we talked about with Sam at fourth at 65 and a half. Then it drops to the dudes, you and myself, are all within five points of each other. The Bulls are kind of on an island at 42 and a half. And then we have another island, another barrier island at 38 with the Bearcats. <laughs> and then the faraway island with the Ducks at 14 and a half. So, um, yeah, it's starting to shape up maybe into thirds. Uh, you know, maybe the top four, the middle three, and then the bottom three. Um, I don't know if the Bulls can dig out at this point. Do you still think they're in it to make a push to get into the top four or the money? Uh, I, I I don't think so. As as Bob had pointed out last week in the podcast, um, he's in one of those positions that he would love to be able to trade to to move into you know in, into contention. But there's not a whole lot there for him to trade. So he's just got to hope that that some of his players get get hot. But you know I, I got to think that if, if I'm him, what I want to do is finish ahead of my brother. That's 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 what what he's ho- hoping for. <laughs> okay. Well, he's got a pretty good shot of doing that. Um, well, you, you know, when, when, you, when your brother tells you at the draft you're done, you can take that a number of different ways. So hopefully there's some pay, payback there. I, th- I think he said you've done enough. You've done, you've done enough. <laughs> For God's sakes, man, let me help you. All right. And if you look, 
If you look at the period, that's always going to be funny. <laughs> Um, if you look at the period stats, Sewerhawks came back a little bit. With set, yeah, they they won the week. Uh, Lakers still strong. It's seventy one and a half. Uh, it, it, just a real quick note. I'm looking at the Lakers pitching. I don't think any of his starting pitchers gave up a run. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the dudes had a good week at sixty five, and then you're at fifty seven. I'm at you're fifty seven and a half, and I'm at fifty seven. Rebs at fifty six, and then the Bulls stat men had a bad week. Um, Bearcats and and then the Ducks, um, yeah. You, you and I are kind of on this. Uh, the dudes keep popping back and forth, but the three of us are kind of on an island here as far as what what we want to do. Um, and and a lot of these hitting categories are still pretty tight, right? Yeah, you know it, it it is, and you know the old baseball axiom: you can't walk off the island. Well, I'm I'm, I'm about to. Once I get everybody back, <laughs> okay, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm right. gonna walk off this this island. Okay, all right, yeah, that's right. I, I was I was about to use a Buddy Ryan quote, but but you know what? Um, yeah. So I, I think I'll refrain. Uh, remember, I said I let I think I let in last week. Don't turn your back on me. Uh, I finally got over the 700 OPS. Did you really? Yeah. In fact, Congratulations. That that was that's 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 not easy to do. Look at yeah, here you are at seven oh seven. And I'm actually out of the cellar in OPS. So uh, that's with yeah, my does that, my, my does that kind of annoy you because you're one of two players, uh, two owners that did not vote for the change from average to OPS. So that has to to uh, to bother you a little bit. Um yeah. I mean, a lot of my OPS issue is batting average. I'm, I'm just these guys. I mean, I still got Suarez hitting under 150. So uh, as soon as he wakes up, Blackman's wake woke up. Brian Anderson's woke up. Um, uh, yeah. So Fuentes really woke up. And as soon as uh, as soon as Nunez does, I, I think I'm going to start climbing the ladder with uh, these these uh, counting stats offensively. Um, okay. I mean, I, I look at RBIs. I was I was pretty much buried behind you, and I just keep creeping up every week, creeping up, creeping up. So I, I got to take it in chunks, right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you are on the move there. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens, and then I got my guys coming off the DL like you are, like you're waiting for guys coming off the DL to hopefully make a move and and start at least clawing up the ladder, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that gets to the point. It, it, it's hard to take a zero, and and I, you know, I, I'm not using vacation as an excuse, but somehow I missed taking Tyler O'Neill out. Well, I, I guess as of Monday morning, the Cardinals still weren't sure what, what they were going to do with Tyler O'Neill, and I got the news on Tuesday that he was going to be placed in a 10-day DL. Well, why didn't but you that just, doesn't change? Why didn't you just input him on change. Thursday? Excuse me. Why didn't you just put him in the lineup on Thursday? Yeah, on. right? Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's right. exactly where that. I was headed with yeah. that. Perfect. Good one. I'm Good sorry. one. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what? That doesn't change the fact that I didn't I didn't have I don't know how I missed this. Um about putting uh Christian Yelich um on my roster. He was still on my um on my bench last week. So I you know, that that was bad by me. I don't know. I I really was asleep there. So did, did he start playing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's back. All right, he hasn't done much, but uh, but yeah, right. it, I mean it's better than yeah. taking a zero. You don't know. You get at bats. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Yeah, so I, I'm, when I look at those cat, those offensive categories, yeah, the, everything's pretty close. Um, I mean, you could you could take any one spot and they can move to or drop to uh, pretty quickly. So yeah, just just real quick, you know, the top eight teams are within twelve homers, twenty eight runs, and forty RBI as of I think this was last Thursday when I was looking. Uh, yeah, it's still pretty close to that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, it's still pretty close to that, which is, and, and stone basis is like that too. I mean, you, you get a couple stone bases one night, you can, you can gain two points. Yeah. The problem is nobody steals. So yeah. When, isn't it funny when you, you're excited when you, when you see, I think I had one night where I had three stolen bases and I'm like, Ooh, that's like hitting 12 homers in a night. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like hitting 12 homers. Uh, yeah. All right, so let's go to the Fab Review. Um, so we'll start with the Bulls. They picked up another Dodger, DJ Peters, uh, outfielder for uh, for the Dodgers. They dropped Chase Anderson, picked up Ronald Torres, shortstop for the Phils. Torres. Torres. Yep. Uh, I don't know what he does offensively, but the guy can pick the baseball. I watched him last night. Mm. Yeah, very good. Um, and I th- yeah, yeah. It wasn't a good day to be uh, uh, an Anderson, was it? He dropped Chase and Brett, and I guess he still has Tyler Anderson. I didn't realize he had three Anderson pitchers. Um, yes, on his team <laughs> at one point. He should really drop them all. But anyway, <laughs> but he still has Brubes. So has, and Brubes got beat stay, up again today. So yeah, uh, stay strong, Bulls. <laughs> uh, Bearcats, based off our talk a couple weeks ago, he he dropped Maniac. I uh, picked up Justin Williams, and I think that was his only move last night. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Statman pick up Josh Reddick. The Kai Tom experiment is done. Well, I guess he went on the injured list, so. Yeah, he did. Drop him. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Josh Reddick, um, you know, he was part of that uh, uh, Astros scandal, right? He was yep. right in the midst of yep. that. Yep. And uh, apparently the Dodger fans have, have not forgiven that. And the organist, and I know you, you – you don't think it's always funny when they play music and songs, of, but they, they, they played um, I Saw the Sign when he came to bat. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we went over the Rebs. Uh, the Ducks picked up Lucchese, pitcher for the yep. for the Mets. For the Mets. Uh, uh, dudes pick up Kyle Freeland, who's supposed to come off the I.L. Uh, this week. I uh, spent 10 bucks on him. Um, and Kyle Freeland's had had a good year or two, and um, yeah, I, I guess that's a taking a flyer on him. Um, and then uh, Seahawks they pick up uh, Willie Adamas for fifteen dollars. Did you bid on Adamas? I did. I did. Uh, right before I went to bed, I changed it. Uh, my bid to nine dollars. Okay. Then I, I don't I don't put my phone near um near, near the bed, and I came back downstairs. I'm like, and I changed it to twelve. <laughs> oh, he did. And thought okay. I might get him at twelve. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I well, the idea was is that story's not going to be there come July. So um, I was kind of already filling my you know for sure. a shortstop. Position. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you feel secure at twelve, or you feel like all right, I got a shot? It. it I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a strong bid. I didn't know if. You know, because people like Rick and Bob um, have, have – well, everybody has money um, pretty much. Um, I, I thought it was a competitive bid, which it was, but not yeah. enough. Yeah, it was. And then uh, I, I picked up Albert Pujols. 
Yeah, I you know I bid two dollars for okay. Albert. Tell me what your thinking was there. Uh, maybe I'll get a, a a last great awakening out of Pujols. I th- okay. I thought he got some playing time. I thought he he did. Yeah, he, he hit a home run. He got a couple hits. Yeah, that's all. That's all I was thinking. I mean, he could pull a hamstring next week, and I'll drop him. So. Uh, yeah, and I'll pick him up and just have him retire. You know, pick him up for a dollar, and then just you know retire him so he can go out gracefully um, as a space auditor as he should be. Well, I'll tell you what. If uh, if if we get to the point where you and I make a deal, I'll throw him in there for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that that was it. That was that was it. So, uh, Damas goes for fifteen. Freeland goes for ten. Uh, they were the big. They were the big money hits uh, this week. So, so let me ask you something. You know, Lakers have been um, have been gaining the last three weeks. Have some some really good weeks, um, and they also sit atop. They own the hammer in Fab at ninety three dollars. What do you think? I mean, this is kind of the mo of the yeah. Lakers, right? Yep. Um, yep. Do you, do you think they they sit back and 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 wait for um, a, a trade, or what do you, what do you think is going on with them? Well, first of all, his team has moved from like six to second in like yep. twelve days, so there's really yep. nothing that, unless something's really appealing to him, there's nothing that he needs to make a move on, and he and maybe he made bids and just you know a dollar here, two bucks here, and lost out. But, you know, Gallo, I'm thinking about American League guys. So Gallo is is owned by the Rebel Alliance. Matthew Boyd, the reliever, is owned by the Ducks. Uh, My guess is Kyle Seager would be a guy that would be moved. Okay. Just because Seattle's starting to bring their guys up. So, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. uh, I don't know who else in the American League would be moved, but you always – you just never know. I didn't think Adamus would be moved. So, um, yeah, you just you never know, and he has that flexibility as um, as we get toward the end. And you know, guys get brought up or players get hurt, and people start playing well. And when people are running out of money in August, he's got it, so he gets who he wants. Yeah, I, I think he struck lightning with both Brandon Crawford and Chris Taylor. I mean, both of them are having a, you know pretty decent years. Do you realize that Brandon Crawford has 11 home runs? Well, I think he hit like five last week. <laughs> yeah, and guess where he was on my NFC team? On the bench? He was on the bench, yeah. Yeah, boy. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, boy. I'm really messing this up for us. Yeah, and Trout's out too, right? Yeah, I, I've tried. You know what? Maybe what I'll do, we have to make roster moves on Monday. Maybe I'll send you uh, the team roster and you can help me make moves. I'm off on Monday. I don't work. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, so let me ask you something. Um, you made your third trade. You're, you're like uh, Trader Jack and uh, Trader Raj. Um, what I thought was a spectacular trade by both parties, you traded Edwin Diaz for Freddie Peralta. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting, Bill and I going back and forth. So it was middle of last week, and I was looking. I I feel like Tyler Rogers is going to start being the guy to close for the Giants. I mean, McGee got a save last week, but Rogers got three of them, and he was queued up for another one, but the Giants scored like three runs in the ninth, and and it wasn't. Doesn't doesn't that make you mad? You're you're rooting for, uh, hey, don't score any more runs. I want my closer to come in. 
Yeah. By, by the way, have you seen have, have you seen him pitch? Have I, you seen Rogers pitch? I have not, but I've seen the okay. stats. <laughs> he, he throws like me in wiffle ball. He's got that oh, sidearm okay. motion. So, Submariner. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and the guy's been spectacular. Um, and he was he was warming up, ready to go. McGee pitched the eighth, and he was ready to come in the ninth. So I thought, all right, you know, he's he's starting to because McGee's blown some saves in the past ten days. So I felt like. Um, Naris is pitching pretty well. If I'm going to move anyone, it's not going to be Rogers. It's not going to be Naris. I'll move Diaz. And okay, I asked a couple people. Um, Sam, I, I, I asked Sam, shot him a text. I, it sounds like he was going to offer me Cueto, which I wouldn't have done. Uh, <laughs> Bob Kirk responded saying, "Yeah, I'm interested." Never got back to me. So I was looking at Peralta, and I, you know how you could click on trade. And then put the two or three guys or whatever in. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yes, so I do. Instead of hitting review, I hit send. And I didn't realize it at first. And then I'm thinking, oh shit, I don't want I don't want to send it. So I backed it out and I texted Bill. I said, Are you interested in Diaz? And he said, Yeah, I saw your I saw your offer for about thirty seconds. <laughs> and I told him, Yeah, I hit the wrong button. So I kind of played my hand and we went back and forth for about two and a half, three days. And then eventually he he settled on Peralta. That's who I wanted. And um, well, you know how it goes. You ask for one guy, they give you three others, and you say no. And then I think he thought about it. I think he's in a position where he he can make some moves and saves. And he's got Strasburg coming back. Degrom will come back. And he, I, I think he was trying to see if he was comfortable. I don't want to put thoughts in his head. If he was comfortable yet giving all those strike up strikeouts up. You know yeah, I mean? so, so, yeah. So a couple things to that. You know, uh, I'm also thinking that um, Bill thought um, that Miles Michaelis was coming back. And yeah. um, he, he pitched yesterday, gave up a run, but just went back on the 10-day IL. So I wonder if he – I mean, his pitching is so strong, I, I, he can he can weather um, that. Uh, I just thought this was a good trade for both parties. Um he could use the saves, like you said. He's 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 far ahead in, in he's fifty ahead in strikeouts right now, and um, um, yeah, Freddie Peralta. If, if he could ever pitch, if he could ever get deep into a game, I mean, he could rack up double digit strikeouts every time. Um, today, I think he only went four and two thirds. Okay. In his last outing for the Statman. Okay. Um, yeah. So, like strikeouts, even with Peralta, I'm not going to touch Bill, but I could cause. I, I mean, I'm going to. Uh, not next week, but I'll eventually start making some ground there. Even with wins, I'm not going to touch Bill. But I'm, I mean, I'm four back of you. So yeah, I mean, you could catch me. Easily. Uh, yeah, not next week, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I can start chipping away at it. So uh, and he's pitching pretty well, and um, I, you know, I I look at ERA and I look at you and I, and we got a one one four and a one one eight respectively, and we're not even close. <laughs> to fourth place. <laughs> yeah, remember in, in the days when yeah when you had a, like a below one point two whip, yeah. you were outstanding. Yeah, yeah, we're not even close to sniffing fourth place, let alone first place in that category. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I think we're the same in ERA as well. I mean, I got a three. Yeah, you're at three point what three point two nine, and I'm at three point three three. And we're not close to f- smelling third. I mean, we're too. Although the Hawks are dropping back, look. Remember, at one time they were below one, or excuse me, below two. Yeah. And they they ballooned to three point oh seven now. Yeah, yeah. 
and th- and that's with like consecutive bad outings, and that's not going to happen with this team. So, you and I are going to be battling for fourth and fifth in that. Yeah, category. probably. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I made a third trade, and and uh, hopefully no one will go on the DL like every other trade that I've made so far. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Uh, which which uh, Will Myers should be coming back. He was supposed to come back yesterday. He wasn't in the lineup. I don't know if he's in the lineup today. Um, he, he should come back soon, and same with um, – same. Like, like, well, I don't know how far out Votto is yet. Uh, he's probably another week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Moustakas went on the DL, and then Logan yep. Webb went on the DL. So one step forward, two steps back. That's what we do here. Yeah, it's frustrating. All right, anyway, uh, I got a twib note this week uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have when you're having more than one. I'm going with a Stella Artois Midnight Lager this afternoon. You ever had it? Um, you, you, you know what Stella Artois stands for? Fifth in the Bush League? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty bland. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of their stuff. I don't mind it. It's a dark beer. It's a little sweet. This is actually, I cracked one open earlier. Am I allowed to talk bad about beers and twib notes? Uh, I, I, w- I would think so. Um, okay. You know, I've never had this particular beer, but I know, you know, I, I had, I remember somebody came up to me, I don't know, it might have been 10 years ago. He, he's like, hey, I got this great beer. You want, you want to try this? And he, he gives me a Stella. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think I said, oh, I'm not thirsty. I'll just have water or something. <laughs> I don't know. That must have been bad for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I cracked open. It was called uh, Dirty Little Freak. That's the name of the beer. It was. It was. By hard. Stella? No, it was. I don't know who it was by. I I took a couple sips and dumped it out. It was horrible. It had coconut. No, wait a sec. Whoa, 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 chocolate and caramel. It was horrible. Yes. No, I can't do that, Jamie. I'm I'm trying to work with you, but I I cannot throw that down my stomach. Wait, 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 wait a second. Dirty Little Freak is by Ducal. They they make Ducal. some really good stuff. Yeah, well, that wasn't one of them. That was bad. I couldn't do really? it. Really? Yeah, I, I dumped it down the sink. Yeah. Okay, it, well, if you have any more, um, I'll do you a favor. I'll, I'll take that. That's that, that's their brown ale. That's a, that's, that's, now, I like brown ale. So yeah, that's really good. Yeah, so this one, had, it had a, I could taste the coconut. I could taste the chocolate and a little bit of the caramel. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't want that when I want a beer. No, so all right, all right. Well, you know, you know, pace yourself. I have a beer for you because you you had ventured into the area of porters, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, your next step is to move into stouts, and 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 maybe you, you know, like I told you it's more seasonal um, for me in terms of stouts. Bill Bill is the the big stout fan, but when I went to Salt Lake City, he said, you, you know, you got to go to Epic Brewing in Salt Lake City and try um, one of their flagship beers. is called Big Bad Baptist. It's a stout, and they make different variations of that stout. Absolutely spectacular. In Utah. A beer in, in Utah. Utah is absolutely spectacular, yep. huh? It, 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 it was. called Big Bad Baptist. Big Bad Baptist? Baptist. Baptist, like the religion? Yeah, you know the what? Denomination? Yeah, like All right. yeah, like All right. like like capital B. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have um, Bill on. He'll he'll be the last of the owners um, since the draft to be on, and we'll talk to him about stouts and see what he has to say. So so Bill, okay. when you listen to this, be prepared. All right, and maybe I'll try to grab one for next week. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, you're 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 still uh, snooty, right? You're still going to uh, Whole Foods. Your favorite. Uh, yep. Okay. Whole Foods. Yeah. Yep. Pretentious. Okay. Pretentious. Yes. Um. All right. Today in baseball history, we're gonna we have a no some no hit stuff. Uh, 1991. Tommy Green of the Phillies no hits the Expos for a two nothing win in front of 8,800 people at Olympic Stadium. Uh, both teams finished pretty poorly that year, 20 and 26 and a half games behind the Pirates. Ugh. So I guess Olympic Stadium was packed. I, I think when we went there in 2003 or four, there was about 8,800 people at Olympic Stadium. Oh, Oof. That was the creepiest stadium I've ever been to. Yeah, I remember when you could always hear the fans when you're watching it on TV. Like, not the people, the like the fans, or whatever that noise was in the background. <laughs> Uh, 1998, David Wells records his 38th consecutive out, which is pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah, two previous starts, Wells retired the last 10 Royals in his outing and then pitched that perfect game. Um, is that a record? No. Now, you're going to make fun of me. Giants uh, relief pitcher Pettit. Yasamiro? Yasmiro? Yes. Yeah, Yasmiro? Petit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah holds the record of 48 consecutive outs. In 2014. By the way, I would never make fun of you to your face. <laughs> That's why we're on the phone. Okay. I appreciate that. And speaking okay. about making fun of, 2009, Barry Zito gets his first win of the season. <laughs> in 20, the 23rd of May, starting the season 0-8. He finished the season with a 10-17 and record. And by the way, the Warthogs drafted him that year at 15 cents. Uh, I guess that he he got what he paid for, huh? Warthogs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Barry Zito was bad in the National League. He was horrible. Yeah, he really was. Oh my gosh, he was a joke. That's a shame. All right, what are you walking off with? So, um, two years ago, um, my lawnmower, my self-propelled lawnmower, um, was, I guess, the self-propelled portion of it was. Um, broken and I, I had it repaired twice and the guy just never fixed it correctly so I'm like screw this I'm just going to push through and then the next season I'm going to get a new lawnmower well we're two seasons into it I'm just struggling with a heavy lawnmower and you see my backyard there's some undulation and actually some hills in, in the back and I'm like this is ridiculous I've got to get a self-propelled lawnmower and I've been thinking hmm, I wonder if I should move to a battery-powered lawnmower not an electric one because i don't want a cord i don't want to be tethered um to electricity but i'm thinking maybe a battery powered lawnmower so i'm asking all owners if if you do if you cut your lawn um i know bob kirk doesn't cut it because he probably has sam or sean do his uh do his work for him but if anybody has any experience with a battery powered lawnmower let me know what you think in terms of the battery life and if it can sustain hills because i am i am rough on a lawnmower. I am just brutal with it. So I have a battery powered lawnmower. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. What, what type is it? Uh, Sun Joe. Okay. Sun oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I have their power washer. Uh huh. Okay. Um, I, I like it because I don't have to buy gas. It's eco friendly. Um, yep. It's got a little quiet, right? Yeah, it's very quiet. Uh, light? Very light. Yeah, you can pick it up with one hand. Uh, charges pretty quickly. Like, if I'm going to cut the grass, I wake up, I plug it in. Whenever I'm ready to, you know, a couple hours later, it's ready to go. I got to be efficient with it, meaning that, um, like, I have a 
I have a pattern in which I cut the grass, and I got to follow that pattern. So you, yeah, you don't want to do that though. Your grass starts to lay down here. My you got to cut in different directions. You got to cut in different directions. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, boy, you are well ahead of I am as, on grass cutting. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's that's it's that Bill Murray and Caddyshack type of thing. I guess you know a lot about grass. So anyway, <laughs> um, I I like it because you never have to deal with gas and oil. I get the blade okay. sharpened yeah. once a year, and I roll. Um, so with your hills, that's something different because I don't have to deal with that. Okay. Yeah, So and they, they sell backup batteries. You can have it charged, just pop it in, replace it, and press on. You know, you can get right, more so than you, one you, battery. So you're voting yes. You're voting yes on the, the uh, battery-powered lawnmower. No, sure. Yeah. I mean, what, It's a lot quieter, too, isn't it? It is, but... I, like I listen to podcasts when I'm cutting the grass, so I don't really hear it anyway. Um, I just think it's good. You don't have to buy gasoline. Keep it in your house. Okay. And it smells and uh, keep it in your garage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I I can't listen to a podcast when you know my lawnmower is so loud. Um, I can't do that. Oh so, yeah. Okay. No, maybe maybe yeah. you're talking me into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can definitely listen to a yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that next year when I still haven't bought it. <laughs> you're trudging up that hill. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and regretting it. Um. <laughs> it, it, it it's kind it's it's kind of like uh you know um charging up the uh, the bush league hill. It's easy to get down it, but it's hard to get up the uh, the hill again. <laughs> yeah. That's what are funny. you walking off with, Chief? All right. So I'm walking off with uh, the '70s Pirates. You know, with with the passing of Rennie Stennett, it made me look back mm. on the '70s Pirates. And if you look back on that decade for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates, I think you see innovation. They were fun to watch. Uh, you had the pitcher pitching on acid. The we Doc are Ellis, yeah. yeah. The we are family. The mascot selling cocaine. Um, <laughs> the multi combination of uniforms between you know seventy six and and eighty. Um, very successful organization in the. In the 70s, six division titles, two pennants, two World Series. They averaged 91 wins per year. Uh, four Hall of Famers in Clemente, Starjo, Blylevin, and Gossage. They had uh, three borderline Hall of Famers with Parker with 2,700 hits, Oliver 2,700 hits, and Madlock with four batting titles. They had cool nicknames, Candyman, Pops, the Cobra, Teak, Mad Dog, Scrap Iron, the Antelope, the Grave Digger, Scoop. They're the origin of the Mendoza line and uh, <laughs> and Arriva, the great one. Wait, wait. Okay, so so I'm actually looking at, at all of these. The two I don't know are okay. the – who is the antelope? Omar Moreno. Is that Moreno. Omar Moreno? Yep, yep. Okay, and who was Arriva? Roberto Clemente, above, the great one. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. Okay. Um, so so during this time, did they have two different managers – uh, the winning World Series was it was it Danny Murtaugh and Chuck Tanner? Or did Chuck Tanner win both the World Series? Well, yeah. So Murtaugh won the '71 series. Tanner won the '79 okay. series. But they actually had three managers, and they brought Murtaugh back. So Murtaugh okay retired. They had Bill Verdon, and oh uh, right, and then he left, and they brought Murtaugh back. Yep. So so you know what the, the, this walk off that you have is very interesting, right? Because because. It's kind of a contrast to what we were talking about, right? You 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 mentioned here that they were fun, right? They had uh, the nine different combinations of uniforms, very colorful, fun to watch team, kind of going against the grain of baseball in the seventies. 
Um, so, so compare and contrast that to the White Sox or or Fernando Tatis and you know people uh, mm-hmm. being more showy in in, in baseball. Um, like like what would Tony Larusa have done with this team? Well, I I think the difference is I don't remember them showing up their opponent. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what I that's what I would argue. I don't remember them right. showing up their opponent. Um, you know, it, other than maybe this, I don't know, but showing up their opponent. I mean, Parker was quoted in Sports Illustrated after he won the two batting titles when he said, "When the leaves turn brown, I'll be wearing my third batting crown." And <laughs> like that's kind of cool, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if they've they've ever done that. Uh, but yeah, they they were they were a fun team to watch. I mean, they they they, had good, they were good baseball teams, man. And and yes. and they even traded for Chuck Tanner. Did you know that? I I don't think I knew that. They traded Manny Sanguian. Oh, one of your favorites, Chuck Tanner, and I think they got Phil Garner out of there. Yeah. So, um, and they they had Tony Armas, and they might have had Tony Armas in that deal too. And I may be confusing yeah. the two. And they had Rick Langford. Remember Rick Rick Langford, the pitcher for the, the I do Billy Ball, yeah, yeah, and Mitchell Page, like all those guys. Mitchell Page, yeah. yeah but I, I know they traded for Chuck Tanner, which is interesting. Like how many people? Uh, only Charlie Finley would trade the manager for a backup catcher. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, yeah, that's what I'm walking off with, and if. Those of you who don't know much about the '70s Pirates, YouTube it, and then you'll you'll see some uh, some pretty cool uniforms and and players that that uh yeah they were they were really good they were really good players. Some cool caps, right? Throwback yeah. to the eighteen no, excuse me nineteen hundreds caps. Yeah, and then the stars used to put the stars on them, right? Yeah, like the helmet stickers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. Um. Yeah, so uh, think about Rennie Stennett made me think about think about that other stuff there. Yeah, that was a nice uh, trip down memory lane. That was awesome. All right, uh, champ. Uh, next week we're gonna have uh, the Statman on. Tentative. Yeah, we should have the we should have the Statman. We'll talk about um, about his team and some stout beers. Yeah. Okay. And appreciate uh, the Rebs coming on today. Yeah, he was good. He was good. All right. Thank you, Chief. I appreciate it. You have a good week and stay safe. All right, buddy. See you.